excited to be broadcasting to you live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. These sweet, sweet people. This is the Rich Eisen Show. You are trust fund fans. And I think there is a hubris of Packers fans who just say, get him out of here. Rodgers is too weird. The Rich Eisen Show. How dare you celebrate that man's departure? Today's guests, former NFL general manager Thomas Dimitrov. Packers wide receiver Christian Watson, NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero, and now it's Rich Eisen. Well, hey everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show live in Los Angeles, California, here on the Roku channel, this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, part of the Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio network, coast to coast, Sirius XM Odyssey, our podcast. Good morning to all of you here on the West Coast and Wherever you may be, good Thursday to all of you. How are you, Chris Brockman? Good to see you over there, hey. brother. Hey, Rich. What's happening, DJ man? Mikey D. Good morning, Rich. Mike Del Tufo. Good to see you. And TJ Jefferson, light that candle, sir. Light the candle. How are you? Candle's lit. I'm great. How are you doing? I am doing just fantastic. Uh, and, and I'd love to hear from you today. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, I'm going to start with this. I'm going to start with this. It's it's getting down to the nitty and the gritty in the association as we're getting ready tonight yeah, for is. the uh, uh, Sweet 16 to begin. The college and professional basketball world is uh, colliding um, as uh, as we are watching teams get a little tight, uh, tensions get a little high about making the playoffs either as a straight up normal traditional playoff. Seeding situation or in the play-in tournament. Um, you don't want to be part of that. It's extra work. The games don't really count, uh, interestingly enough. We, we don't know where the statistics go. They go down some wormhole. <laughs> uh, it could be extra games you don't really want to play, extra road trips you don't want to go on. Tension's getting high. Uh, and this is also when we find out uh, who's going to be healthy and who's not. Who could be healthy? Who who needs to be healthy in the uh, association? And it's also when defending champs raise their hands and say, "Remember us." Warriors won their consecutive first consecutive road game all year long. <laughs> they have nine road wins now, uh, but two in the last two. Hey, just to remind everybody, hey. Remember us? <laughs> we win. We we win a game on the road every single playoff series that we play. Twenty-seven in a row, if I'm not mistaken. And they are currently your sixth seed in the West. And I would love for them somehow, some way, to get into a position where they could play the Memphis Grizzlies, who got John Morant back last night. And they got damn near 40 points from J-squared, or J-cubed, right? Jaron Jackson Jr.? Jr. They're getting back into the mix. At some point, Dylan Brooks, his big game and big mouth, will all get back (laughs) on the floor, too. Yeah, he was out last night, right? 16th Tech? Oh, yeah. And so he missed last night's game. The Minnesota Timberwolves won a nail-biter against the Atlanta Hawks, and who provided the game-winning points from the free-throw line? Somebody who they had not had on the floor since November 28th, Carl Anthony Towns. Big cat. 
Well, as Anthony Edwards watched while he got hurt. And the Warriors beat the Mavs while Kyrie Irving watched as he is hurt. The Suns here in Los Angeles lost last night to the Los Angeles Lakers. Monty Williams, the head coach after that game, complaining about the free throw disparity in that contest. Uh, I guess when one team gets 46 and you get 20, uh, the head coach is going to get a little bit uh, snippy about it. He got snippy after the game last night that the Lakers won with LeBron watching. But D'Angelo Russell has been back for about a week. Anthony Davis has been superb since LeBron's gone down. And the Lakers are now in a position to be in the play-in tournament. Obviously, also, Rich, Austin Reeves must be wearing LeBron sneakers because the way he's been balling the last something. Well, he's he's actually preparing for the role uh, in the uh, reboot like LeBron. <laughs> he found these shoes. They were hanging on he's the wire. The, yes. Austin Reeves is, in fact, the Lil Bow Wow of this situation. <laughs> I think he had 300 free throw attempts last night. I think that's why Money was so mad. <laughs> and the Mavericks are staring down not making the playoffs at all. This is bananas. They're sitting there in the ninth spot in the play-in tournament. Same record as the Lakers. Uh, unreal. And only a half game better than the Jazz, who had Lori Marketing come back after a one-game respite with his back injury, feeling all, I guess, 40-point-ish. He scored 40 last night as the Jazz still lost to the Blazers, who aren't even on the screen. Pelicans, can they get Zion back in time? Because they're just a half game behind the Lakers and the Mavs, whose owner, Mark Cuban, pardon me, Governor Mark Cuban, was complaining about the oddest scenario I've seen play out on a basketball court this year. He says it's the worst non-call in the history of the NBA. (laughs) Worst officiating non-call mistake possibly in the history of the NBA is what he tweeted out as the Mavericks are protesting their loss last night. The NBA, FYI, has not upheld a protest since 2008. It's a long time. And just to go down this wormhole for a little bit here, it's a buck 54 left in the third quarter of this contest. This this wasn't, in case you're unfamiliar, the last play of the game or in the last two minutes where we could take a look at a report. This was the last two minutes of the third quarter. Kevon Looney of the Looney, Looney. of the Warriors surrounded by four Mavs. And the ball is ruled off out of bounds underneath the Warriors basket off of one of the Mavericks. You could see the official point in the direction of the Warriors and then immediately point in the other direction and what looked like to me you could see the official hold up his hand his open palm and then point to the other direction saying it's a timeout on the Mavericks now all we know is after the timeout of the Mavericks the Warriors are inbounding the ball And the entire Warriors team is underneath their basket. The Mavericks are nowhere to be seen. They're on the, what they feel is the front court of their possession. 
Instead, they were unwittingly in the backcourt of what's still the Warriors' possession, and the Warriors inbound the ball and get an uncontested layup. As the Mavericks start running back from what they thought was the front court to say what gives. Cuban even walked up to the... <laughs> I guess it's his house, right? He walked up to center court to speak to, I guess, the official the crew to say, oh. what's going on? Yeah, the manager. The manager. <laughs> and all I'll say is this. I, I don't think this is going to get up, you know, changed. I don't think we're going to suddenly find out the, the Warriors have to fly back to Dallas and play... <laughs> the game from that point on, which is what I think is, in fact, the remedy of... A whole other quarter? They're just going to replay the Well, the last time that that this uh, challenge, a uh, uh, protest was upheld, yeah, they had to replay the last minute of the game. Wow. So this, I don't think this happened. <laughs> Could you imagine they schedule it, but it's on the back end of a ba- back-to-back, and every half of, you know, the entire... the. In- you know what? The entire arena gets load managed. <laughs> you know, the fans are like, yeah, I don't want to pull something. I hurt something last week. I'm not showing up to the replay of this game. Long story short is I, I the two things I don't understand from from this sequence is how did the Mavericks not know yeah. the ball was still in possession of the Warriors? The officials say it was obvious. Official pointed in the direction of the Warriors, still having possession, then pointed in the bench, in the direction of the bench that was calling a timeout, the Mavericks. And it, what it appears to me is the arena announcer goes, Mavericks basketball, timeout. Mavericks thought it was their ball. Cuban said that the officials changed the possession from the Mavericks to the Warriors in the timeout and never informed the Mavericks. So my question out of that is, if the Mavericks thought they had the ball, where did they think they were inbounding it from? <laughs> if not from the spot of where it was out of bounds, unless did they think they were advancing the basketball? Why would they do that with a minute 54 to go in a quarter in the third quarter? Where did they think they were inbounding it from? Or did they think they were just ambling their way back out of the timeout and that the timeout wasn't over? I don't understand that part of it. And the other part of it I don't understand is why would the official allow the Warriors to inbounds the ball when the Mavericks aren't in front of it. Like, clearly there's been a miscommunication with one of the teams involved. What do you think, the Mavericks are just going to lackadaisically play defense from 50 feet away? Like, what, what, did they, what did the guy think? Like, clearly the Mavericks had not understood the situation, so you should not allow the inbounds of the pass, uh, of, of the basketball, Right? Unless it's just what you snooze, you lose. Is that in the rule book? <laughs> is that what it is? Section four, yes, article yes, three, yeah. subsection so, d, d. It says you snooze, snooze you, lose. you lose. I think James Naismith once said that. <laughs> is that what it is? I, so. I, 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 I don't understand any of it. Except tensions are high. Tensions are high. And I kind of dig that part of the NBA season. You know, can we can we give a shout out to De La Soul and just say the stakes are high? Just thank you. Del Tufo gets out. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> the Miami Heat beat the Knicks last night. They're trying to get out of the somehow try to catch the Knicks or the, catch the Nets, who they play next, to get out of the play-in tournament spot that they currently reside in. It looks like the, you know, the Sixers. They either sat Embiid because the game was out of hand and the Sixers were whipping up on the Bulls. Or Embiid has a mild calf strain, or they use that as an excuse to keep him out for the rest of the game. Harden sat again. Your Celtics might have caught, you know, another second part of the season wind. Late wind. I don't know. That may have happened here. I don't know. I hope not. I don't know. We're so close. Don't let us get the one seed. Here we go. We're so close, Brockman. The Nets (laughs) and the Heat are locked in, uh, locked up right now. The Nets are um, a game, I guess, they're, they're ahead because they have one fewer loss than the Heat. They're currently your sixth seed. The Hawks, I mean, I, I don't know what to make of them. I mean, Quinn Snyder and this team can catch fire, too. When you want Trey, I don't, As a Knicks fan, I don't want to see Trey Young in Madison Square Garden in a playoff game. I'll tell you that. Man, he owns that. You know, I mean, Murray's out with a non-COVID illness. Put that in. I don't know what the hell that means. Is the NBA, like, the most sick league there is? <laughs> I mean, the number of, like, non-COVID illnesses. Well, this is that cold did, and flu season, isn't it? I guess. So suddenly, I mean, but two straight games, Murray's been out. The Hawks need, like, come on, guys. When are we going to play? <laughs> when are you going to play? I, Robin, I don't know. Maybe it's me, but does this have a little tinge of his no. fantasy team? No, no, no. Bias worked yeah. in here with, no. with the Hawks. No. Because his guy plays for them. Well, no, Rich, Hoskins, hold on a Rich second. cares so much about the league. He just wants guys to <laughs> He wants them to play. Yeah, he That's wants them to Excuse me, I do. Not for selfish reasons. No, no, not at all. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Excuse me. Put the Eastern Conference standings up one more time. You're an Atlanta Hawks fan. You want to see the Hawks somehow make this playoffs or make it, you know, as as the seventh seed. So you got at least a home game right in the in in the play-in tournament. Correct. Sure. sure. All right. You want to see that, yep. and you want to avoid any sort of danger of falling any worse than you are. You have some sort of dream of of getting out of the play-in tournament. Who knows, right? And you read, you, you hear DeJounte Murray's not playing because it's a non-COVID illness, and it's been like a three, four-day illness. You're wondering what's going on. I would be curious. Okay, yeah, I speak for Atlanta is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, answer me this, Rich. <laughs> Under oath, is he on your fantasy team? Yes. <laughs> like I said three minutes ago. Yes. <laughs> I rest. I rest my case. <laughs> Hey, folks. Hey, Rich. It's Alabama's pro day. Hey! Roll tight. Alabama. And I understand what you're sitting here thinking. I understand what you're sitting here thinking. Rich, isn't every day Alabama's pro day? <laughs> Facts. You we know, talk about them a lot. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel you. They're good. Like, oh, one day is Mother's Day. Excuse me. Excuse me. Speaking on behalf of Father's Day. Get out of here with that. Mm-hmm. We get one day. Every day. We get one day. Is Mother's Day. Like, come on. Okay. So in that vein, every day is <laughs> Alabama's pro day. But in this particular case, on this actual day, 23rd of March, 2023, 323 23 oh, Heck of a date. Hey. The potential number one overall pick is spinning it. Bryce Young. Everybody, guess who he had dinner with last night? The same people who took C.J. Stroud out to dinner prior to his pro day. This is the way it works. All I know is that David Tepper, 
corporate credit card is burning up. He's got that black card. Do you think anybody reaches for their wallets at those dinners? Please. Please. Get out of here. But just one time, just make the reach. You know, hey, David. (laughs) Or is everybody like in that commercial, right? That old Geico commercial, the alligator. Let me get. See the way my bank account is set up. Suddenly I've got T Rex hands. (laughs) Thanks to our good people at Forbes. this. Just got to reach the check. Thank you, Mike. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) David Tepper's real time Forbes net worth 18.5. Billion dollars. Yeah, he could take every <laughs> single draft prospect out to dinner. All of them. I'm leaving my wallet in the car, but so there's, there's no we, chance. As we all know, <laughs> you don't need to he's got a he's got a choice. His teams have a choice to make. His team has a choice. Is it Young? Is it Stroud? And it's got to be Stroud. I mean, they were hanging out with him, right? They all had a great time. You could see photos of of uh, of the. You saw the video of honestly, it was it was like a Jewish goodbye between the Panthers and C.J. Stroud in Columbus, Ohio. It was just like you know, and and um, they, they they just couldn't they couldn't get enough of C.J. And it's odd that they took their time leaving Columbus because they had a flight to catch on Air Tepper and a dinner reservation somewhere in I would imagine Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Yep. Bryce Young and the Panthers. You know who Bryce Young, however, met with today prior to his pro day? The Jets? Mm-mm. Oh. <laughs> Mm-mm. According to Mike Garofalo, the Raiders. The Raiders. Following dinner with the Panthers last night, Bryce Young met with the <laughs> The Vegas Raiders. Rich, question. Yes. If let's just say they make a move and take Bryce Young. Uh-oh. <laughs> Does he get the same deal from the ranch? <laughs> does, it, does the chickens come clock? Does it, does it, does I, I will say this. I, all I can say is TBD. Okay. Just one. But it's just like, what, what, like, what are we, uh, what, what are they thinking? Like, what are the Raiders thinking? Due uh, diligence, I, Rich. I, I, I know what due diligence is, and I understand that Vegas is the town of anything's possible. You know, one roll of the dice can change your life. But. So just in case the Panthers moved up and they take Stroud, what, what are the Texans are just going to, you know? We'll pass. We'll, yeah. we'll pass. Ah, let's, trade <laughs> we'll pass. let's trade down. But just in case what? <laughs> so the Raiders, just in case Young falls through and they're the ones that can move up to three from Arizona and take, I guess that's the due diligence part of it. If the Raiders wind up with Bryce Young. Oh, baby. Jeez. Mm-hmm. That's right. And the, that ranch might have new chickens <laughs> in Las we, Vegas. What do we do? There you go. Does Jimmy start week one? Now some roosters. Oh, Jimmy starts week one somewhere else. Oh. Get out of here. They're going to immediately trade Jimmy. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe the Jets should uh, take Jimmy G out to dinner. Not the worst idea. Oh, please. I don't know, man. That would send things off, but Vegas has to check them out. Or this is exactly what Belichick does. You meet all the quarterbacks because you never know when you're going to face them and you know exactly what do you like. Hey, Bryce, what's your favorite play? Mm. We're just interested in drafting you in case we're doing our due diligence. What's your favorite play? What makes you comfortable? What do you think you need to work on? All that. That's why these teams meet with these kids. Just in case Raiders versus Carolina comes up on a future regular season schedule or for both teams, the ultimate, a good idea. the Super Bowl. 
Oh, remember that one time where Bryce had this, that, the other thing? That's why Belichick meets with all the quarterbacks. Always. Want to see what makes them tick, what they can get in their skull. At least that's what I think. Or, you never know, Raiders with the godfather offer to the Houston Texans. Here we go. What are they thinking? God, I love draft season. To help us make heads or tails of all of this, Thomas Dimitrov, the former longtime general manager of the Atlanta Falcons who knows all about making big first-round draft trades. He'll be joining us on this program. We'll also ask him what does he think is going on with the Jets and the Packers as this standoff continues. What is this now, like day 12? Are we in day 12 of the standoff now? We're in day 13 since uh, Rogers informed everyone of his intentions to move to New York, New Jersey, metropolitan area. That's the graphic we need, TJ. Oh, yeah. Put it up. We do have a, we do have a graphic. Sorry, folks. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is still not on the Jets. <laughs> this is great. This is John Candy. I guess, does that make the Jets Wally world? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Okay, very good. You treating me like a dog, Mr. Wally. Okay. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. The New York Jets... Family vacation. <laughs> I found out long ago. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, also on this program, Christian Watson hey. of the Green Bay Packers. And all of our fantasy teams. <laughs> That's right. What, uh, what might he be? Uh, no, or a thing or two. Or not. And then in hour number three, Tom Pelissero will join us. He's in New York City. I wonder what his ear Here's to the ground on this subject matter. Lamar Tommy. Jackson and more. Let's take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Thomas Dimitrov of uh, formerly the Atlanta Falcons front office joining us in a moment. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger is the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. My apologies for being late because I was prattling on a little bit too much to start the show. Uh, certainly with Bryce Young's Pro Day kicking off with a pre-Pro Day workout meeting with the Raiders, who are sitting there at 7. Hmm. The Panthers sitting there at 1. The Texans sitting there at 2. You know they're going to take a quarterback that's either named C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. What are the Raiders doing? Yeah, to help know. us answer a lot of questions that we have about this draft is a man who's an expert on the subject matter, former Falcons general manager, longtime front office executive in this league, Thomas Dimitrov back here on the show. How you been, Thomas? Rich, I am well. I, I will tell you one thing. I don't think Gudikins and, and Joe Douglas are having as much fun as you guys are right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, how does one play this if you're Joe Douglas? Do you do you you don't call I mean, obviously you don't know who's called who's la who last, right? But you no, know No, you don't, but you know, you do sit there and you you you're you're I've been in in situations where you have regular conversations and you trust your conversations, and they're very communicative, and I've been on the other side where you are knocking your head against the wall, waiting for a call, trying to get some semblance of completion to a deal like this. This is a really, really interesting one, of course, as we all know. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Swingers, Thomas, where, you know, uh, the John Favreau character is calling Nikki, you know, 15 times, the girl he just met at the bar, and he blows the whole deal straight up in just one night. <laughs> That's what it seems like if Joe, I don't know if Joe Douglas is called, hey, Brian, you know, um, just checking on you, see how you're doing. And I, I so I, I don't know. The thing that kind of surprises me is, is that the compensation appears to have not been worked out prior to the plane trip that the Jets took to take Rogers out to dinner out here on the West Coast. Is that surprising to you, Thomas? From afar? No, I don't think it's surprising. I think we, we often have conversations like, look, you're given permission to do so, or you're getting, you know, given the check off by the clubs to keep you in a good spot. And then you go out and you realize there's no deal here and there's a lot riding on it. When you start talking about a first round pick, that's, you know, those, obviously that's big. You know, I, in my mind, I'm sitting there thinking about the two of these guys discussing this and, you know, the discussion out there, who has more leverage, right? right? Is it Joe Douglas with the Jets or is it Brian Gutekinds? I really do believe right now that, that the Jets have a little bit more leverage because I don't know what they're going to do there in Green Bay. There's a lot of angst there, as you can imagine, right? They want, they want it done. You flip it over to the Jets' side, however. They need their guy in there right now. I, I get anxious as a general manager when I don't have my team together, working together in the spring, spending time together and growing together, that is a big deal. I still think the Jets have the leverage. Especially since, in my mind, you know, Thomas, Rodgers has already announced his intention of wanting to play somewhere else. And, you know, and I'd, I'd understand if a front office wants to make sure a fan base that it would be, you know, writ large, uh, livid 
upset over turning a page away from yet another generationally brilliant quarterback that they've had now back-to-back in Green Bay. You want to, quote-unquote, save face. But this is just something that everybody knows. Green Bay doesn't want him back. He now officially doesn't want to go back there. Green Bay wants to move forward with Jordan Love, fully aware that he's not Aaron Rodgers and he might not become one. And the Jets need Aaron Rodgers because we all know Zach Wilson is not Aaron Rodgers and we don't know if he'll ever become one. Right? I mean, just it's such it's so obvious. So then what 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 is the dance about? Like what you know, what insight can you give me about having been in dances before, Thomas? Well, yeah, dances as they are can be fun, and they can also be, again, they can kind of be sweaty and smelly if you're thinking about them, right? And I, when I start thinking about this dance that they're playing right now, you know, they're both in a really tough spot, meaning both general managers, I can, I can answer to that. I've been on the hot seat a hell of a lot, and it is not fun. And both of these guys have, have an element of heat on their seat. And I think they're very good at what they do. They're, they're both very even keel, so they're not they're not pushy guys out there. You know some of the other guys out there that are really pushy with their trading and their moves. These guys are 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 hanging in there. They know that they both have, you know, again, they both feel they probably have an element of leverage here. I guess what I'm saying in the end here, without rambling about it, no, is good. I really do believe that that you know. He, he ends up going to the Jets. They end up looking at, you know, potentially, uh, you know, the whole future idea, the futures and what they're going to do contingent on the amount of time that, that Aaron stays with the team and the production that he puts forth, whether that's Super Bowl related. I think you get creative like that and you pass up this year's first. So you don't worry about this year's first round. Maybe you think about next year's. Remember, there's always a discount when you're talking about future, right? If you're talking about a future first round, mm. that might settle in well along with, you know, potentially a second and a third round this year. That That is where I think it's going to go, and I think they're going to ultimately have to settle on something very creative, uh, again, contingency-wise. And then when do you think midnight strikes? When do you think both sides will realize, okay, in this midnight deal-making league it's it's nearing 1201 when is do you think 1201 might be draft after the uh, draft training camp what do you got for me on that front your best guess. i don't know you know I, I i would love to go into the draft with this all completed so i mean that just is such a solid feeling for a general manager right you have it mapped out you have a good idea of where you are you know where you need to be focusing and um, that's on both sides of, of of the ledger in my mind so mm-hmm. look i think it has to be before the draft personally Thomas Dimitrov, two-time NFL executive of the year, Thomas Dimitrov here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, Walk me through what you think Carolina's going through right now. They saw C.J. Stroud yesterday, took him out to dinner two nights ago. After seeing C.J. Stroud yesterday, they flew to Alabama to take Bryce Young out to dinner. He's having his pro day today. What do you think Scott Fitterer in that front office and the executive team there and Coach Frank Reich is, is going through right now and thinking about yeah, I think Scott Fitter, another even keel guy, right? I think he is he is really honed in with his, his new head coach, of course. And most important, he's honed in on what his owner wants. I mean, David Tepper needs to to pull a quarterback as the entire organization does. A lot of pressure there on Scott. And Scott is a guy that can handle pressure for sure. 
but they're looking at making sure that they hit on a quarterback. They have, look, you watch C.J. Stroud in that, in that workout. I'm sure you got an opportunity to watch it. Mm-hmm. Cool, smooth, you know, poised. Everything about him seems like that would be a really good place to be for Carolina, given Frank Reich's personality, given that Frank Reich, we've been probably reading a lot about the fact that he has an affection towards a little bit bigger quarterbacks. I'm not saying Bryce Young is too small for him at all, but I am saying the way that C.J. Stroud looks, at least at this point, is he just comes to the table with all you need to come to the table with as a first round. And, um, you know, Bryce, of course, has unbelievable ability. He has unbelievable ability to move and to adjust. And I think you have a guy like Scott Fitterer and Frank Reich sitting down, just the two of them, Everyone out of the room, right? Because they're traveling with, what, 10, 12 people, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, they're traveling um, heavy. Every, just those two in the room. And they, are, they, are, they know that, you know, Scott knows that this is huge for him. Frank Reich is at the beginning of his tenure, right? So they're going to be working together, discussing together, going to discuss what the game plan would be schematically as well, Rich, which is really important. There's a difference in approach when you have Bryce Young coming into the game as your number one quarterback. So there's a lot involved here. In the end, it comes down to the head coach and the GM talking about what they want for the betterment of the organization, even though their owner is hovering, rightly so. Yeah, I mean, and and, and I'm sure he will have an opinion uh, as well, Thomas, but uh, do you think they made this deal with one guy in mind and they're now just in a due diligence tour? Or how does that work? Oh, they have to have had. I, I really do believe that. I, I think they, they have to. You can't go and do something that monumental and not, not know who it is. Now, the discussion of, you know, a, a, an athlete like Anthony Richardson coming into the picture, I just don't think it plays into there at all just to kind of set the line on that. I just I can't imagine that it's not focused on one of these two guys and um, they know very strongly. And I would not be surprised if the owner has a real affection towards a guy who has won a lot at Alabama. Hmm. So who do you think, knowing the situation best you can, who do you think that guy that they traded up to get and they're doing due diligence on everyone else on? Who do you think the guy is? Is it Stroud? You think it is? I'm feeling it's, I'm feeling it's Stroud. I'm feeling it's Stroud. But in the back of my mind, it keeps knocking on my, my door that, you know, this is a winner, and they've had, you know, they've been looking for winners. And remember this, David Tepper doesn't mind. He's brought in all types of quarterbacks over the last, what, five years? Right. So I don't think he's completely personally dissuaded by the size himself. In Bryce Young. So you think, <laughs> I love it, man. It's, it, it's an either-or situation. Thomas Dimitrov here on the Rich Eisen Show. And the few minutes I have left, I want to hit the Lamar Jackson um scenarios with you and what what let me just throw this one out there eric DeCosta. everybody thinks that he's sitting back ready to just match whatever the heck lamar jackson gets do you think that's the case i do not i i do not think it's the case i think he looks at it all i think look i think he's in a in a in a really good spot to be honest with you and i think he'll I think it's going to settle where he's going to be settling for that. What? What was it? Thirty-two four. Right. What's the number? I, I just think it's going to end up that way. And I, I don't think there's. I don't think he's going to have to worry about stepping up the match. Why? I just. I. I just don't see 
I, I guess the way it is right now, I just don't feel like there are teams out there that are chomping at the bit. There's a lot on the plate. We've talked about this before on and off record. I mean, you know, it's this – I mean, have you guys had a lot of discussions, by the way, on the collusion stuff? I don't well, know if we want to get on that later. No, no, no. Go ahead, go for it. I mean, we. I, I hear that all the time, you know, that, that word being thrown around. Um, and I, I don't know if all the owners have gotten in a room, you know, um, or on a Zoom – an encrypted zoom and said there is not going to be another soul on this screen giving a contract out similar to what Deshaun Watson just got from the Browns. Um, uh, but I just think industry wide, nobody liked that contract. Nobody liked the contract. Nobody liked the guy who, who got the contract because of the circumstances surrounding um, right. Watson. And, and I, I think most front offices despise that contract with a, a thousand furies and and then Kyler Murray gets a uh, hundred eighty something million guaranteed. Not all of it is a guaranteed contract. Russell Wilson gets a new contract. He doesn't get everything guaranteed. So those are two in the case right there that are not the same case as Cleveland. And you could you want to call that collusion? Uh, I I don't know. I mean it, the, the contract was so dis- widely despised by everyone that I don't know if anybody really wants to go in that direction. Is that simple? Yeah, I don't. Or what? I know, you know, go back and forth on whether it's collusion or not. What we do know categorically is no team wants to be agitated by their next deal, right? And to think about a deal that has a, you know, the entire deal being guaranteed is an agitation, whether it's, you know, behind the scenes or not. I mean, that that's a really complicated place to be. As you know, I'll speak from a general manager's perspective, and you know, from a from a team perspective. That's a lot guaranteed. You, look, you can bring up the Atlanta Falcons. Why are the Atlanta Falcons not interested? Yeah. I think there are many, many layers to that, Rich. I think, you know, not only is it the idea that they are just getting through what they considered cap hell. Uh, some guy that used to be there was responsible for that, <laughs> ostensibly. Well, there's a long story to that. We'll, have, we'll, we'll talk about that another time. Right. Um, but, but the fact is they're getting out of that. You know, they need their draft picks to be doling out, you know, two first-round draft picks and all of this money. I just feel truly that this organization in Atlanta, where I'm standing right now, want to move beyond that. They want to start building. They, you know, now they have a quarterback situation, which is why we're, at, we're talking about this, that is very complicated for them right now. But you know, Tyler Heineke is not coming out there into Atlanta and just being the savior. We know that. Now they're sitting at a spot in the draft that they could potentially pull another one. They had one from last year. I think there's a lot rolling that way. I also believe back to you You bring a guy like Lamar in. You're talking about a different system. I alluded to it earlier, right? Talking about coaching in a different way. That's another complication. I just think in the end they want a fresh start, and that's that's my opinion why I feel they're backing away from this in Atlanta. But you also know the man that used to sign your checks is a very, you know, dynamic uh, individual, you know, uh, uh, yes, a, a, and, and, and makes his, his thoughts known. I honestly thought Arthur Blank might sit there and go, this is what a major move this would be for, for me, for us, for this city, for the franchise. Brady's gone. Carolina's going to, you know, draft a rookie. Uh, New Orleans just starting with a new quarterback. You know, first overall pick this year and next. And I I know it's a large chunk of dollars, but hey, Arthur Smith, 
you did wonders with uh, Ryan Tannehill. How does Lamar Jackson sound to you? Like, you don't think Arthur Blank is sitting there having those thoughts for a moment oh, or two? There, there is no question, Rich. You're exactly right. I've been in so many of those conversations. I mean, up and down the line as far as Thomas, what about this? Smitty back in the day. My, you know, Dan Quinn back in the day. Like, we, we had all of these conversations. He was the guy as a really adept businessman who was always throwing out those, those thoughts. And, and you had to think about them. And you couldn't just sit there and go, uh, to your, you know, yourself or to the group, uh, yes or no. I mean, you had to have a strong reason. The one thing I do know, as I've heard more and more, I mean, Arthur Smith is a good football coach. Arthur Smith yeah. has done good, good work with the run game there, which we struggled to do, quite honestly. I like what he's doing that way. Arthur Smith is a very strong, opinionated guy. He's got a strong presence with Arthur. So I think they sat down and had some great conversations. But in the end, I mean, I'm giving this to Arthur Smith, and I'm giving it to Arthur Blank. He's listening to Arthur, and I think ultimately it is Arthur Smith's call, not Terry Fontenot's, and I say that respectfully. I think he's making the call, and I think they're looking other places. Thomas, thanks for the time, man. I look for my, or my calls between now and, by the way, five weeks from tonight, first round of the draft. I can't, I can't wait. You guys are great. And uh, look, brings back a lot of memories. Thanks for having me on. Always. Uh, we'll, we'll chat very soon. Look for more of my calls okay. and texts. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. That's Thank Thomas you. Dimitrov, former executive in the NFL, two-time NFL general manager of the year right here on the Rich Eisen Show. He thinks it's Arthur Smith's call. Hmm. They draft Desmond Ritter. They go and get you know uh, Taylor Heineke, yeah. and um, and that's their quarterback room. And they're going to take the eighth overall pick and use it on uh, somebody other than Lamar Jackson. And they'll have their first round pick next year too, and go to work and continue building and give out damn near three hundred million dollars in contracts over the free agency period spend their money elsewhere the money's kind of spent i guess you can go and put things on the credit card and fit lamar under the cap but as thomas said the cap hell that i guess he put them in and through because they wanted to keep matt ryan and keep paying him right um they're through that they took that medicine last year almost made the playoffs anyway and they're ready to roll while Lamar sits, still waiting on his first offer sheet. 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Christian Watson, one of those young wide receivers in Green Bay. Mr. Touchdown Maker himself right. towards the last half of last season. He'll be joining us in hour two here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased 
in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Just showed on our Roku channel only segment, a, uh, a chit chat I had with Billy Bob Thornton. I used to I used to do this all the time. Billy I used Bob. to open up my residual checks on the air. So I've got one for later on. One came in the mail yesterday. I'm, hmm. uh, several came in the mail yesterday. Oh. Huh? So I've got, we've got several in the shoot for you. Love it. Yeah. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on, uh, on this program. Um, so... Adam Wainwright is going to start the season on the injured list because he got hurt in the World Baseball Classic. You know? Isn't he like 82 years old? Hey, I want to read you. um, Let's talk about the good stuff from the World Baseball Classic. I want to read you a text I received from a friend of mine who is in Japan. Okay? And here he is, uh, a text saying, okay, uh, friend Johnny said, so I'm in Hakone, Japan, okay. on a packed cable car slash funicular. My nephew is streaming the ninth <laughs> inning of the World Baseball Classic, Japan versus USA, and holding his screen for an ancient Japanese woman and her daughter who previously had just been getting updates on a pitch-by-pitch app. Ninth inning comes... And while we're watching Trout, the whole train starts applauding and cheering so we know with the lag what we're about to see. Crazy one kind of, uh, crazy one of a kind moment on TV. They're playing it over and over and over again, breaking it down like it's the Zipruder film here in Japan. That's why you said it was going to be the most watched baseball game um, of all time. Easily. I haven't seen any ratings yet, but the Japan's games from earlier in the WBC were doing 50 million plus. They're showing Otani striking out Mike Trout over like and over and over, over again. Mike. And, as yeah, we yeah. Fa- and as we found out, um, only 24 at-bats of Mike Trout's Major League Baseball career featured three swinging strikes. Wow. <laughs> I saw a stat that said approximately 97.4% of TVs in Japan were tuned in to watch Otani strike out Trout in the game. 97.4%. Can I, 5 million watched in the United States. Can I ask you this question? And I, I mean this seriously. I mean this seriously. I mean this seriously. Japan do you think, do you think, and this is a yes or no question, do you think Shohei Otani will wind up being the greatest baseball player in the lifetimes of anybody who's alive right now. No. TJ? That's tough, man. Obviously, it's tough. Uh, I'm going to say no. Excuse me. 
Because it's so subjective. Because anyway. he hasn't won in the playoffs? Is that why? Also, we're, we're on like year three of this awesomeness. So I, I, I need to see it for another like 10 years. So he's got to be a pitcher at the top, top, tip top level. He doesn't and have to do that. Doesn't, I mean, maybe do a top work. pitcher for like five years. Do but we, I, I, I don't think we're fully gathering what we're seeing. It, this ain't a flash in the pan. This isn't like somebody who's done it for like two months. This isn't like Yasiel Puig when he first showed up. Oh, that's funny, yeah. Okay? Um, this, is, this, is, this is sustained unicorn brilliance. I totally get it. And the problem it. is totally he's on it. a team that doesn't play in the playoffs. Here's and it's th- a, it's as too, you know, right? it's a team game. He can only pitch once every five yeah. days, and he can hit, and then he's only one of nine guys. So let's yeah. let's just call it the way. Okay, but let me just ask you this: like, I know he's doing both of these things. Yes. But whatever you think these other guys did, like, is he a better pitcher than Roger Clemens and a better hitter than Barry Bonds? No, right? Well, so maybe 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 not yet. Right, that's why. So it's maybe you know, not it's, yet, but the fact that it's the same human being. Right. So that he's that, going to wind up the most that ramps l- it up the the, the most uh, lucratively paid athlete in North American sports history. That's coming. Well, that's that's, just, that's, that's just a, a matter of when he's alive. That's next year. He's going to make that money next year. I understand, but if this is twenty years ago, he's not getting six hundred. No, I understand. No, I understand that. But he will get that. He would have gotten that version of it. Adjusted for inflation. I think he's the greatest baseball player ever. I need to see this for another decade. I agree. Hour two coming up here on our radio show. But, um, you know, Christian Watson of the Green Bay Packers. Lots to talk about with this young man coming up. Obviously, not discounting what he's doing and what he's accomplished I know in that. the last like three years. So he's you amazing. say, you say, uh, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is that he could, I think it's entirely possible. There's a chance. He winds up the greatest baseball player in the lifetimes of anybody who's currently living. What do you want to put that percentage at, though? Like 5%? I don't know. And also, I don't know. say I, someone's the greatest is so subjective, you're never going to get, yes, 10 people, they're going to give you 10 different answers. Understood. That's true for baseball, for sure. What, what we are seeing is somebody who can hit like, you want to say Bonds? Fine. Run like Ricky Henderson, if he wants. I mean, he's, he's one of the fastest players yeah. I've ever seen. And 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 pitch like Clemens, yeah, yeah, all in one body, all in one singular body. And you want to talk about what Babe Ruth used to do? He's currently doing it. He's currently doing what Babe Ruth used to well, do. The babe stopped pitching after he was. That's true. Twenty and Otani years old or whatever, right? And at some point, somebody's going to tell Otani one or the other. Someone's going to tap him on the shoulder and say one why, or the why, other. Why would you? I don't know because he might not be as good at one, or it might take away from the other. But right now he's not, and right now he's about to get paid like he's both, and it's going to be amazing. And please make the playoffs this year, Los That's Angeles what I'm Angels. Please, Freaking make it. Make and if you're not, playoffs. trade him to somebody who can, because what we just saw the other night and what's still being talked about around the world needs to be seen in the Major League Baseball playoff stat.